just remember if you want to send a message to uh, everybody uh, who's attending, go to chat and say all panelists and attendees, and then your message will be seen by everybody. Morning, Jason, Caroline and Eli. Okay, we are on in Facebook, um, so we're good to go there. Bonjour, John. Hi, Donna. Hi, everybody. Say hi on chat, all panelists and attendees, remember. This is a really good time to get a candle uh, to light during our candle lighting. Settle into a comfy chair with your beverage of choice as we continue to gather. <clears throat> Good morning, Adam. Hi, Joe and, and even Darwin. <laughs> Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Sarah. Morning, Nancy. If there's anybody who's coming in from a, a society other than ours, please do shout out and we want to recognize you. I woke up really early this morning and to the pitter patter of the rain and popped out and popped back into bed. A little bit of a, a wet, wet day. Morning, Trish. Good to see you. Morning, Perry. Okay, maybe it's time to uh, get us going. Good morning, everybody. Uh, I am Rajesh Vidyasaga. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm today's Sunday officiant. And good morning, I'm Lynn Cox. I am the interim leader of the Washington Ethical Society. You can use they, them, or she, her pronouns for me. Our opening words are from my colleague, Kate Walker. In between liminal, that space where we wait between moments, events, results, action, no action. To stand on the threshold, waiting for something to end and something new to arrive, a pause in the rumble of time, awareness claims us, alert, a shadow of something different. In between, invitation and acceptance, in between symptom and diagnosis, in between send and receipt of inquiry and question, in between love given and love received. 
liminality, letting go, entering into confusion, ambiguity, and disorientation. A ritual begun, pause, look back at once was, look forward into what becomes. Identity sheds a layer, reaches into something uncomfortable to wear. In between lighting of the match and kindling of the oil. In between choosing of text and the reading of words. In between voices and notes carried through the air into ears to hear. In between creation thrusts ever forward. Social hierarchies may disassemble and structures may fall. Communities may revolt or tempt trust. Tradition may falter or creativity crashes forward. Leaders may step down or take charge. The people may choose or refuse. In between, storm predicted, the horizon beacons. In between, Theology of process reminds us to step back. In between, where minutiae and galaxies intermingle with microbes and mysteries. In between, liminal, that space where we wait. Look, listen, feel, breathe. Let us gather. We begin today's platform with opening music from our interim music coordinator, Leah Morris. Who knows what tomorrow brings? In a world where true hearts survive All I know is the love I feel Is real so I keep it alive The road feels long there may be mountains in our way, but we climb a step every day. Love lifts us up where we belong, up where the eagles cry. On a mountain high, love lifts us up where we belong. Far from the world we know, up where the clear winds blow. Some hang on to used to be And live their lives looking behind But all 
we have is here and now we are here to find that although the road may feel long sometimes mountains stand in our way still we climb a step every day us up where we belong, up where the eagles cry on a mountain high, love lifts us up where we belong, far from the world we know. Up where the clear winds blow Love lifts us up where we belong Up where the eagles cry On a mountain high Only love can lift us up where we belong Far from this world we know up where the clear winds blow. Who knows what tomorrow brings? Who knows what tomorrow brings? In a world with Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. Even as we gather in new ways, it's good to be together. Visitors, we especially welcome you from near and far. We hope that you'll say hello in the chat and you might send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas at Maceo, M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org. You can also fill out a connection form. Maceo will put that link in the chat. And we hope you join us after platform service for our Zoom coffee hour for a chance to say hello. Our chat will stay open through much of the platform service, closing for the address itself and then reopening. So if you don't see the chat, this is a good time to minimize your, uh, it by, uh, on your device by clicking on the red dot in the upper left-hand corner of the chat box. Um, uh, at, at the bottom or top of your screen, or just even sticking a post-it note on your screen where the chat is, low-tech sometimes works best. Um, each week, a member of our community reads our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared values in each other's voices. If you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc forward slash read SOP SOP. Uh, this week, our reader is Adam Goldberg. Uh, Adam is, has been a member of West for over 10 years and is a former president uh, of our board of trustees. Now, I invite Adam to read our statement of purpose. Good morning. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. 
we strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit with faith in human goodness, we appreciate, appreciate each, each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you, Adam. If you have a candle at home, I invite you to light it now as I share our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us, in us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week, we ring a chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I'm particularly mindful that our country stands at a crossroads and the choices that we make will determine the future for decades to come. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the people around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. May it be so. Thank you, Rajesh. This morning's story was written by Sarah Squire, and it can be found in the book, What If Nobody Forgave by Colleen M. MacDonald. I don't know if the story happened exactly this way, but I believe it's true. Long ago and far away, or yesterday and just around the corner, or maybe somewhere halfway in between, there was a town that sat quiet and content tucked into the shadow of a mountain and carved on the side of that mountain, big and tall, so no one could miss them were the words, the answer is no. And no one knew where the words came from or why they were there, they'd just always been there. But oh my goodness, the people who lived in that town cuddled into that mountain were glad to have those words there because whenever the townspeople had a question, all they had to do was look up at the mountain and read. And the answer was always no. Making decisions was very simple and life went smoothly and easily in the town, cuddled into the mountain until one day. Now on that particular day, Ma Custis was about to make dinner for her family and she just couldn't decide because sometimes you can't whether to make stew or steak or pasta or potatoes or dumplings or donuts. And so she went out into the yard. Should I make liver for dinner tonight? And she looked up at the mountain and the mountain said, the answer is no. All right, I knew that really. Nobody's crazy about liver. Well, should I maybe make steak for dinner? And the mountain said, the answer is no. Should I make chicken? And the mountain said, 
The answer is no. Well, should I make tacos or tofu, baked beans or broccoli, pork chops or popcorn? And the mountain said nothing, but the answer is no. Ma Custis asked more questions until the sun disappeared behind the mountain. She kept on asking questions until the sun came up the other way and all the mountain ever said was the answer is no. Because Ma couldn't get an answer that was any kind of answer, she and her family went all night and the next day and all the next night without gathering together for dinner. Finally, Ma just gave up and made liver anyway, even though the mountain said no, and even though everyone hated liver, because liver was the first thing she had thought of. But Ma Custis had had enough. She glared at the mountain, stamped her foot, and shook her fist. Why is the answer always no? Why can't you just say yes for once? Ma turned around and stomped away to ring the town bell and call a town meeting. And when the bell rang, the whole town came running from the oldest man with the longest beard to the youngest kids who still needed carrying, no one would miss a town meeting. And they all came and they listened very carefully as Ma Custis told her story. Seems to me, she said, we've got a problem. The mountain just isn't helping us like it should. Seems to me it would be very nice if the mountain would say yes for a while. The townsfolk knew Ma Custis had a point, but they didn't much like this idea changing something that had been the same for so long. But after they thought and then thought some more and they finally nodded solemnly, the mountain would have to be recarved. Mason Sharp, the stone carver, nodded along with the rest of them. He scratched his nose and adjusted his cap and slowly gazed up the length of the mountain. Then he cleared his throat and said in his gravelly voice, Looks to me like I could do the carving, if that's all right with all of you. And so it was. Mason spent the next two weeks up the side of the mountain, chiseling and carving and chipping away, coming down only when it got too dark to see. And when he was done, the mountain said, the answer is yes. Well, Mason rang the bell to call the town together and once again they all came running from the oldest woman with the whitest hair to the youngest kids who still needed carrying. They all wanted to see the new sign and they all wanted to cheer for the stone carver and all his hard work. And Ma Custis, who had started all of this, came right up to the front of the crowd and she figured she ought to be the person to ask the first question of this new and different mountain since she'd discovered the problem with the old one. And she stepped right up to the foot of the mountain, looked up at the top and said, should I make liver for dinner tonight? And the mountain said, the answer is yes. Well, now Ma Custis almost fell over with surprise, but Pa Custis told me he'd never forgive me if I served liver again. And all my kids threatened to hide, it in, the, hide in the barn for a week, should I really serve liver? And the mountain said, the answer is yes. The townspeople began to grumble. They didn't like the sound of this. Ma Custis's family grumbled the loudest. But well, I can't, Ma said. I mean, I just can't serve liver again. I promised I wouldn't. Are you telling me I should break my promise? And the mountain said, the answer is yes. Well, the grumbling got louder and Ma Custis, she glared at the mountain again, stamped her foot and shook her fist. And she turned to the townspeople and said, this just isn't right. This can't be right. What are we going to do? Once again, the townspeople put on their thinking caps and everyone thought 
Ma Custis and Pa Custis and all of the Custis kids, they fought the hardest because they were worried about the liver. And finally, the smallest one of the Custis kids piped up. Why does there have to be just one answer? Can't we have more? And the townspeople gasped. No one had ever thought of such a thing before. They mumbled and grumbled and they talked among themselves. And finally, they decided that the mountain ought to say, the answer is sometimes yes and sometimes no and sometimes wait and see and sometimes I just don't know. Well, Mason, the stone carver, who had been listening to all of this talk, cleared his throat, scratched his nose, adjusted his cap and said, I think I can do it. I don't mind, not really, even if I did just finish carving the new change, but well, it's going to take a lot of time and I can't work all day long like I did last time. How about if I work on it when I can? And we'll hang us up some kind of sign on the mountain that lets people know the answer is coming. And so it was. And the funny thing was that for a little while, Mason worked on the mountain every day. And for a little while, everyone in town waited eagerly to see the new answer. But soon, the stonemason got tired of climbing the mountain every day. And everyone else got tired of waiting. And they all started asking each other questions, helping each other find answers that seemed to fit. And the townspeople realized that different questions usually had different answers. And sometimes the same question had more than one answer. And there were many more answers than they had imagined. And all of that was fine with them. And after a while, they thought that maybe the answer the mountain was giving them right then, just as it was, was better and more sensible than any other answer it had given. And so they left it as it was with the temporary sign. The mountain said, the answer is under construction. So ends the story. Many of us are finding that the answer is under construction. We may be uncertain about what will happen next or what to have for dinner or how best to live our, our values. In times of uncertainty, may we be grounded in our commitments, in our relationships, and in the creativity of abundant life. Beautiful story. We now move to our small period of meditation. And uh, the last line of the poem that, uh, that Lynn and I read went as follows. In between liminal, that safe space where we wait, look, listen, feel, breathe. This is that time and this is that space. So let's get comfortable, close our eyes if we like, or soften our gaze and uh, go into a period of reflection and meditation. When the wind blows, we ground ourselves. Breathe in deeply and breathe out. We wait for the storm to pass. Breathe in. 
Breathe out. We look over the horizon for the dawning of a new day. Breathe in. Breathe out. We feel life coursing through our bodies. Breathe in. Breathe out. We listen and ground ourselves in our deepest values and beliefs. And we breathe. We continue our meditation in silence.
The answer is under construction. For many aspects of our individual and community lives, we are in an in-between place. We are in between the initial shock and the eventual resolution of a national health crisis. Autumn finds us between the outdoor options of summer and possibly hunkering down for the winter, never sure what the weather will bring day to day. Some of us are in between testing and results, diagnosis and treatment, interviewing and hiring, calling and answering. The national election is on many people's minds and that might be manifesting as anxiety or irritability or optimism or sadness or love for those who are sharing the experience of this liminal time. We don't yet know what will happen. When we gather again in two weeks on the Sunday after the election, we still might not know what will happen. A reliable result to the election could take some time. We also don't know what will happen in terms of the reaction various people might have to the uncertainty or to results they like or don't like. For those who are at risk of vigilante violence, the political result may not be the most immediate concern. We'll prepare to show up for each other as we are able. We cannot rely on certainty or control as coping strategies over the next few weeks. What we can do is ground ourselves in our ethical principles, in being fully present in this moment and an awareness of our preparedness. Our role always and every day is to root ourselves in humanist values and accountable relationships. We cultivate self-awareness because the good we can do and the damage we can do are both related to our awareness of our power, our leverage, our assets, and our emotional and mental states. We remind ourselves of the commitments we have made and the frameworks that guide our moral choices. We take stock of the skills, the talents, and the capacities we have among us. And we connect with our people, members of WES, our families, our neighbors, our community partners. In this in-between moment, let's imagine how we can show up for one another and for everyone with whom we are in relationship. Let's form and return to partnerships so that we can rise up together if and when that moment is asked of us. So let's take this time, this in-between time, to strengthen our communities. We don't need to know all of the details of a plan or have control over exactly what happens next. Where we can start is with situational awareness. I am reminded of a scene in the movie, The Princess Bride. When Wesley wakes up from having been mostly dead all day, his allies have helped him reach a moment that seemed impossible. And yet their chances for rescuing true love and the future of the realm seem slim. Watch 
how Wesley takes stock of his body, his feelings, his situation, the liabilities and the assets that lay before them. How long do we have to wait before if we know the miracle works? Your guess is as good as mine. I'll beat you apart. I'll take you both together. I guess not very long. Why won't my arms move? You've been mostly dead all day. We had Miracle Max make a pill to bring you back. Who are you? Are we enemies? Why am I on this wall? Where's Buttercup? Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Buttercup is Mary Humperdinck in a little less than half an hour. So all we have to do is get in, break up the wedding, steal the princess, make our escape. After I kill Count Rugen. It doesn't need much time for Dilly Danny. You just wiggle your finger. That's wonderful. I've always been a quick eater. What are our liabilities? There is but one work in Castlegate. Come on. And it is guarded by 60 men. And our assets? Your brains. Fez's strength. I steal. That's it? Impossible. If I had a month to plan, maybe I could come up with something for this. You just shook your head. That doesn't make you happy? My brains, his steel, and your strength against 60 men, and you think a little head jiggle is supposed to make me happy? Hmm? I mean, if we only had a wheelbarrow, that would be something. Where do we put the wheelbarrow of the albino head? Over the albino, I think. Why didn't you list that among our assets in the first place? <sighs> what I wouldn't give for a Holocaust cloak. There we cannot help you. What this do? How did you get that? I'd make all Max's. If it's so nice, I could keep it. All right, all right. Come on, help me out. Now, I'll need a sword eventually. Why? You can't even lift one. True, but that's hardly common knowledge, is it? Thank you. Now, there may be problems once we're inside. I'll say. How do I find the Count? Once I do, how do I find you again? Once I find you again, how do we escape? Don't test her. It's had a hard day. Right. Right. Sorry. Here they go. What? I hope we win. So, in this clip, Wesley does a pretty good job of cultivating situational awareness. He needs his allies, Fezzik and Inigo, to help him with this. Fezzik points out when Wesley can move his head, which is a great achievement, and it's understandable that Wesley is feeling discouraged. But we should let our friends remind us of our progress and successes. Wesley asks questions about the present moment, about the challenges, and about what they have between them to meet those challenges. As the team takes stock of their assets, it's important to remember all of their assets, all of the tools and skills and equipment they have between them. Sometimes we think what we have to offer to the team doesn't matter. My panelist colleagues, could, could all of you mute, mute please? Okay. Sometimes we think what we have to offer to the team doesn't matter or isn't important enough to mention. 
or we forget that our skills or resources are available because they're part of our everyday lives. Wesley says that we should list all of them. Inigo gets caught up in trying to answer all of the questions about what might possibly happen, but they don't need to know all of the answers at that point. They get moving. And as Fezig says, I hope we win. As we're thinking about the in-between places around us and within us, this clip gives us a few clues about where to start. Before making a plan, when we don't even know what plans need making, let's cultivate awareness of our bodies, our feelings, our skills and resources, our relationships, and our communities. Simply knowing where we are in the moment gives us information that we need for the next steps. Awareness also helps to ground us in the present, holding our attention when rehashing the past or spinning our wheels about the future don't seem to be getting us anywhere. One of the first steps that Wesley and Fezig and Inigo take is to notice their bodies and their feelings. Fezig celebrates that Wesley can wiggle his fingers. When I'm feeling distracted by what might happen or frustrated about something that has happened that I can't change, I notice my breathing or the feeling of my feet on the floor or the information coming in through my senses. And that can help me to get grounded. It may be that the best action to take in that moment is to observe and to rest. Or it may be that the, the best action to take is to begin creating an action plan. But neither of those will work very well unless we are grounded in the present moment. You may find it helpful to scan the feelings in your body with all of the aches and tensions that may be present and all of the capacities and ease that may be present. For some people, tensing or wiggling each muscle group in turn helps them to stay present. Others find that stressful or distracting. Either way, if it's consistent with your well-being, let's, let's kind of quickly try that out. Listen to your body. Start with attending to your toes, your feet, your ankles. Pay attention to your calves, your knees, and your thighs. Notice how you feel in your hips, your back, your stomach, your chest. Scan how you feel in your shoulders, your arms, and your elbows, your wrists, and your hands. Pay attention to your neck, and your jaw, and your ears, and your face, and the top of your head. Take a breath that's nourishing for you and feel your body. We each have different abilities, different capacities, different pains, different shapes. This is the body you have now, the body that moves and interacts and lives. Your body has worth. If you like, take one more nourishing breath and then let's keep moving.
In addition to our physical feelings, it's good to take stock of our emotions during complicated in-between times. Our emotions are part of us. They are information. Feelings like anger may help us clarify the boundaries that are important to us. Feelings like joy give us energy and remind us why we want to keep working until all of us get free. Emotions are important. Knowing ourselves and channeling our emotions responsibly helps us to make decisions that are wise and that are consistent with our ethics. So if I'm very lucky, we'll be able to see a slide of an emotions chart. The print is very tiny, so I will make sure to give, make this available to you later, but I don't know if you can see in the middle um, kind of the big ones. Sad, mad, scared, joyful, powerful, peaceful. And then rating out from that are feeling words that are kind of related to that group. And what I like about this chart is that it shows how feelings can be related to each other. Sometimes we need a more precise word for a feeling, but not always. Arranging the feeling words in a wheel might lead us to understand a way to process those feelings, either by naming what they're related to or by naming their opposite. So we'll have plenty of other time to talk about this, but I, I did just want to say that part of our situational awareness is to be aware of our own emotions. Thanks, Johnny. We can, we can move on from the slide. Now, it would not surprise me if West members have heard many times about maintaining awareness of body and mind in the course of making ethical decisions. You have probably seen many versions of feelings charts, tried out many forms of mindfulness and meditation, and it may seem simple, but simple is different from easy. Simple is different from easy. As we hold each other together in this liminal time, this in-between place in our individual lives, in our community life, in our national public life, when we aren't yet sure what our next action step might be, we can start by being grounded in this very moment. Once we're grounded in this moment, another assessment we can do is that of our skills, our resources, and our capacities. Let's think about assessing skills. Inigo calls on Wesley's brains, his own swordmanship, and Fezzik's strength. And I would add that part of Fezzik's strength is his ability to be compassionate and to notice things. The wheelbarrow and the cloak are also important to assess material resources, including those that might not seem significant at first. We also have to take into account that we have limits. There are times in our lives when we can do more and times when we are stretched thin. When Wesley has been mostly dead all day, he knows he isn't going to be doing a lot of running at the beginning of the adventure. So we assess our capacities. We make plans with what we have. Again, taking stock can help us to focus and to channel our energies away from panic, away from perseverating on a past that we cannot change. People who love me and check on me help me to redirect my energy away from endless scanning of the internet for bad news and toward taking stock of positive things. Those positive things can be joys and relationships that make this world worth fighting for, 
or they can be skills and resources and capacities that will help us to get closer to the world we dream about. So make some lists. What are you grateful for? What in your life supports your well-being? What has experience taught you that you can pass along to someone else? What is something near you right now that brings you a positive memory or an experience of beauty or a sense of connection with your values? What is something you can do that you are proud of? When we make like list, lists like this as a community, it's called asset mapping. I'll be working with the staff and some of our volunteers on mapping Wes's assets as we think about the next month or the next three months or year and what the time ahead might bring. But just to get a snapshot, today's tech host, Johnny Bujek, has done the magic to help me present a Zoom poll. So let's see the poll. And this is a two question poll, um, but uh, it's actually the same question with the possible answers in two groups because um, we couldn't fit it all into one question. So you can mark as many of the responses as apply to you, or you can mark not applicable if none of the answers apply to you. So the question, if you're not able to read it on your screen, if there is an urgent need for public witness that matches Wes's stated values, how are you prepared to respond? I'll give you another moment to answer that question. And once we have um, given people a little bit of time, we'll be able to see a tally of the responses. Uh, you do need to scroll down and answer both questions before you can submit the poll. This isn't going to be a perfect instrument because we know that a lot of people watch platform on a recording later and some people need more time to think and some people don't like responding to surveys and not all of these options are possible for participants who are zooming in from far away, but that's okay. This is a rough snapshot and we will keep listening for ways that members are prepared to respond. I wanna call your attention to one of the possible answers near the end of the list. Simply recognizing that these are extraordinary times is supportive. Our staff and volunteer priorities may have to shift in the moment. We may have to forgive each other for slow email responses or for failing to track details. So let's remember that we are in this together. I'm going to close this poll. I see the answers are still coming in. People just heard me say last chance. So I'm going to close the poll. And apologies for those that didn't get to answer. So let's see what we've got. Plenty of folks are feeling like it's within their risk budget to show up for a socially distanced, um, legally permitted kind of vigil. That's good to know. People are ready to, to call each other and share some news or to write to decision makers. Um, lots of people are ready to donate to a rapid response fund. And thank you for everybody who, um, for your understanding on that question. Um, and I look forward to hearing from those of you who have a special skill. 
Okay. Thank you all for that experiment. So recognizing our limits, our capacities, that we're all in this together, we may have to shift our priorities. That brings me to the last aspect of cultivating awareness for in-between times, remembering our communities and relationships. Thinking about the people that we love might remind us why this is a world worth fighting for. Our loved ones, our neighbors, our West community, our partners in justice and compassion remind us that none of us is alone in reaching for a better world. With our shared strength and our shared imagination, we hold out a vision for liberation, abundance, wholeness, and beauty. Wes, as a community, has carried ethical humanist values through turbulent times for over 75 years. Wes offers a place to connect, a group of people who remind each other how to be human, experiences of meaning and joy that help members to sustain their quest to bring out the best in each other and therefore in themselves. As we cope with COVID, with all of the joys and sorrows of our lives, with the uncertainty of the political moment, with yet unfolding opportunities to live our values, Wes is a connecting force on individual, family, community, and national levels. Remembering that we are part of something larger than ourselves might be part of that gratitude list. To help ensure that we can maintain those connections through this time of online operations and to build back with more strength, we're inviting members to donate what they are able beyond their pledge. Members will be receiving an email tomorrow about the Connect campaign, a supplemental fund drive to help sustain programs like the virtual chorus, to keep up our electronic communications, and to help make plans for a modified return to the building that's as safe as possible. Stay tuned for more information about the Connect campaign. Wes's relationships with national affiliates and community partners have been and will be important in navigating this time of uncertainty. This is no time for any of us as individuals to go it alone, nor is it a time for Wes to go it alone as an institution. There is too much richness, too much learning, too much energy to be gained in cooperation with others. I have been in meetings with national staff and professional colleagues from both of Wes's national affiliates, the American Ethical Union and the Unitarian Universalist Association, as we try to anticipate what we can bring each other and what we can accomplish together in the coming days. We're going to do an online event with the Ethical Society of St. Louis next Sunday evening, November 1st. Watch Facebook and your email for more information about that. On November 2nd, we have an opportunity for a pre-election vigil along 16th Street. If the pre-election vigil is something that you would like to be part of, please send me an email so that I can confirm our participation with the organizers. And those are just two events, and we'll keep sharing more on Facebook and by email. Even while socially distant, let's remember that we're better together. The Princess Bride is a fictional story, but one that may remind us of real stories when people supported each other in standing up to evil. What might be possible 
if we channel our uncertainty into awareness of our assets and into building community. What will happen in the short term is a mystery. I believe that love will win in the long term. This is an in-between time. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know exactly what will be required of us if we are to continue living our values with integrity. So let's reflect on what we do know. We know that we are humans, people who breathe and feel and embody the realities of human existence. We know that we value liberation, compassion, beauty, and love. We know that there are abundant skills and talents and energies among us. We know that people in community are greater than the sum of our parts. Let's take this in-between time as an opportunity to breathe, to give thanks, and to prepare by strengthening our connections. May it be so. After some music, we'll have community sharing time when you can write into the chat about what resonated with you today. A framing question might help spark a memory of a personal experience or your direct observation. It's like a writing prompt. You can use it or not. Today's framing question is, what are your coping strategies for uncertainty? Let's contemplate, rest, and reflect as we experience the beauty of the musical response. Take it to the heart, the waiting is a 
is it gonna count our cards? We take it on faith, we take it to the heart. The waiting is the hardest part. The waiting is the hardest part. Wow. That's terrific, Leah. Just captures so totally what I certainly am feeling right now. Well, this is the time when we add our own voices in the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform and what resonates within our own lives. You may consider the question that Lynn posed for us, and that is, what are your coping strategies for uncertainty? I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or the Facebook comments, and uh, let's open it up. Let's remember that uh, if you want everybody to see this, then uh, put in all panelists and attendees. Here's Brian saying on Facebook, remembering all the things that I am thankful for. Karen, I try to learn more, gain additional perspectives in times of uncertainty, of course. Judy, I love that you use Princess Bride as a modeling, uh, as modeling good handling of a tough situation. It's one of my very favorite movies. The only improvement I would suggest is, uh, and I guess it's a technology challenge, is to have the captions on the clip. Nancy says, preach it, Leah. Waiting, for the, waiting is the hardest part, I know. I have a, a three-year-old grandson, and he's got a book which says, Waiting isn't easy. And we've been reading it to him um, uh, religiously over the last few days. Not quite about uh, the politics, but more about waiting to get whatever it is that he wants. Uh, Naomi, I try to focus on the moment. I'm here now. At this moment, I'm feeling anxious. Uh, Peter said, today's platform is making me feel better right now. Yes. Trish, getting grounded first, but I deeply appreciate your thought, Lynn, of remembering that we are part of something larger than ourselves. Julie says, thank you, Leah. Thank you so much for your very moving music and lyrics today. Experienced a range of emotions on that wheel. Margaret, Leah, thank you. I so needed that rewrite of waiting. Maceo says, the first time I heard it, Let It Be was during a live aid concert. So whenever I hear that song, it brings me back to my teenage years when the world came together to support the world. I expect there's, uh, there to be always to be assets around for almost all situations, even the worst. And says, I, do, I try to do an enjoyable things to distract myself from the worry. And, and speaking for myself, sometimes uh, when I'm uh, in the in-between phase, uh, sadly, I feel anxious and I shrink. And I really have to tell myself to expand my chest a little bit. <clears throat> Trish says, being a boomer, I remember the song in that same way, Maceo. Lots of boomers here in this room. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Well, just as we continue, we will continue to share, but just as we 
share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. As we prepare, prepare for collection, I'd like to remind, uh, to repeat, sorry, our welcome to visitors. We invite you to be our guest today and visitors don't need to feel pressured by the collection. We appreciate each person's generous giving as they are able. Usually the Sunday platform is split down the middle, half to our partner organization for the month and half to uh, Wes. This month, because of the extreme timeliness of the work of you, you, the vote, we're doing that differently. Last week, we devoted the entire collection to you, you, the vote. For the rest of this month, you have the option of donating directly to you, you, the vote through our website or text to give uh, the, the number that's uh, on the screen. Or you can donate directly to you, you, the vote through their website and text to give number. Uh, all the information is right there on the screen in front of you. If you would like to donate to us, the Washington Ethical Society, you can text 202-335-1885 uh, or visit uh, uh, tiny.cc forward slash West gives. Uh, if you would like to make your donation directly to you, you the vote, you can, uh, you can uh, uh, or, or, or choose whether you want to receive communications from that campaign going forward, visit https colon forward double slash giving.uua.org forward slash vote love or text vote love to 91999. Lots of information there. Whether your gift is dedicated to supporting this community or to the work of helping people exercise their right to vote, thank you for your generosity. We also give thanks for our inter interim music coordinator, Leah Morris. Thank you so much to the many, many people who helped create this morning's time together. Interim music coordinator, Leah Morris. Thank you to Macia Thomas, our membership coordinator. Thank you to Jen Watson, who created our slides 
and to Robin Kravitz for communication support and hosting our coffee hour. A special thank you to the tech host, Johnny Buzek, who jumped back and forth through various media ins and outs to make this a success today. And thank you to those who are leading and supporting our work in the week to come. Please join us for Platform next week, November 1st at 10.30 for Remembrance Sunday. If you have a loved one who has died and you would like to include them in the service, please send their name if you like, their photograph as well, to Robin Kravitz. Robin K at ethicalsociety.org by Thursday of this week. Please join us uh, for virtual coffee hour after the service. Once we're in the Zoom coffee hour space, we'll divide into breakout groups for small group uh, uh, social chatting. For today only, there will be a breakout group for families wishing to show off their Halloween costumes. To be added to the costume Zoom once you're in the coffee hour, please use the raise hand feature in Zoom or turn your camera on so that we can see that you are ready for the costume breakout. To get to Coffee Hour after closing words, point your browser to tiny.cc forward slash West Coffee Hour. If you've been attending for a while and are thinking about whether you might like to become a member of the Washington Ethical Society, we are gearing up for a four session path to membership class, which begins today at 1 p.m. If you're interested in attending, please contact Maceo Thomas, again, M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org. Very important announcement next week, November the 1st, there is a membership meeting after platform. Members will elect new members of the Lay Leadership Development Committee, consider amendments to the West Constitution, and receive several reports. So do try to make it. Uh, I think it'll be a very, very useful uh, meeting. Later in the evening, next Sunday, November the 1st, at 7.30 p.m., there will be a Zoom gathering with other ethical societies called Protect Our Democracy. Wes is <clears throat> one of the co-hosts assisting the Ethical Society of St. Louis with this Zoom event. We'll ground ourselves in our humanist values and prepare to advocate for counting every vote before national elections are announced. Further details are in the Facebook group and will be in an email coming out this week. Um, uh, by the way, Messio tells me that uh, the link, uh, sorry, I missed, I dropped the chat. Give me a second. Uh, uh, I'll just move on. It's available. The, the link to uh, the uh, Zoom is in the uh, in the chat box, uh, which you can find. Uh, we'll have opportunities for West members and friends to check in during the week. There are a variety of support groups as well. Please check the website for details. Uh, <clears throat> you can find the details of all of these and other events uh, on our website calendar. Uh, at https uh, forward slash doubles forward slash ethical society dot org. Just a message from uh, from Trang talking about the sh shifting of the clocks. Please be aware that that is going to happen soon. So you don't miss out on any of these fantastic events. 
Uh, finally, thank you each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Let's enjoy together our closing song for the month, We Shall Be Known. We shall be known by the company we keep, by the ones who circle around to tend these vines. We shall be known by the ones who sow and reap the seeds of change alive from deep within the earth. It is you to join me in our closing words. Let us go out into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, listening to our hearts, each other, and our neighbors in our quest for a beautiful world. Again, please join us for the virtual coffee hour. You can find the link on the slide or in the chat. Uh, <clears throat> tiny.cc forward slash West's coffee hour is the uh, URL.
If you are new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. And as we go out, if there's anybody putting in messages, please do put a message into all panelists and attendees so we can all see it as we move on to the next Zoom. Today, this seems to be a life of Zooms, one after another, but today is a good set of Zooms. So hope to see you in the coffee hour. See you soon. <laughs>